Welcome to Converge Coffee. I'm here with Casey Goss. He is the founder and CEO of Viral Launch, an Indianapolis-based tech company offering innovative software and creative services to Amazon sellers. Casey founded the company in 2014 when he was 21. He has gone on to leverage his passion for tech, building cool things, learning, and helping others through the expansion process of the company, the 32 employees. Viral Launch leverages its data from over 29,000 product launches and tracking millions of products daily to provide the leading Amazon success platform, helping brands source, launch, and dominate. Casey, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I am amazing, dude. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So, so Casey, I mean, being 21 and looking back, you know, four years ago, you know, what, why did you start Viral Watch? Yeah, so the unsexy truth about it is I did not come up with the idea. I was a college dropout. I taught myself how to code, dropped out building iOS apps, and a friend of mine was the Amazon seller. And he was the one with the idea for Viral Launch. And so basically, I looked at Viral Launch as this opportunity to make some money on the side while I focus on my apps. And so all of, you know, my co-founder came to me and said, hey, man, all you have to do is throw up a couple of websites and I will do the rest. He understood Amazon. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's how we got started pretty quickly. You know, I love data and I was just, you know, month one, we were profitable. And so I was really just learning from what was going on with our customers, the data I was collecting there. And uh, yeah, I mean, my, my co-founder wasn't very invested in the company. He was still in school. He wanted to continue running track, hanging out with his friends. And so I officially bought him out a year after we had gotten started, which was just over two years ago now. Awesome. So you basically, you had, it's like always trying to find the product guy. And you were the product guy. He was the idea guy. And it was like, how do we, how do we get this uh, together? Um, yep. the next question, man, is uh, going from, you know, one person to 32 people, um, you know, that, that's, that's quite a challenge. Um, first off, I think even more of a challenge is, is how, do, how did you market to get the right customers starting off? Yeah, so... A couple of, well, a couple of things here. Actually, we just had, you know, five people start this week and two coming up. So we just crossed 40 people, actually, uh, which is pretty exciting, but also a little intimidating. Um, but when it comes to getting our first customers, you know, thankfully, we had, it, it really comes down to two things. One, uh, my co-founder, he had some good connections because he was learning how to sell on Amazon along with a couple of friends. And so he, we were able to get those friends to come test out, you know, what we had built, which essentially was we were building up an email list that we could drive that would allow us to drive traffic to our customers' Amazon products, which help, would help in turn drive their keyword ranking. And so my, basically, we allowed these people to come try out the system, try out our software for free, which produced amazing results. They then went and shared it with their friends. So it was a, a combination of free offer, like free use of our platform, and then just the dramatic results that we were driving for people uh, just had a really high, you know, net promoter score. And so people were sharing it, and things just continued to grow organically from there. I was waiting for you to, to mention net promoter score because that's like the marketing success of 
of anything yeah. of when people talk about that. It's like, oh, zero to 10. What's my net promoter score? If it's like some places, if it's nine or if it's not a nine or a 10, it's not acceptable. Um, yeah. So I see that. I mean, I've, I see a lot of your, you know, on your website, you have a lot of great testimonials of helping current customers. Has that helped drive more traffic in or drive more um, conversions or for new clients? So to be candid, we right now are not doing or haven't done a lot of split testing around the existing testimonials on our website, but the testimonials that people are going and sharing in their Facebook groups, in you know their community of other Amazon sellers, or we have people that have podcasts, or you know there's a lot of how to sell on Amazon courses. That is where people have really been sharing the the word of Fire Launch. I mean, up until 2017, we really didn't spend any money on marketing, and we were just growing. Um, yeah, I mean, we were doing you know millions of dollars a year, not doing, not spending any money on marketing. That's interesting. So you know how you know with companies that are starting, just starting out, or they're in that that phase of growth and. You know, they might be in that. Um, let's let's put it into two, kind of a two question thing. If they went and and they're scaling fast like you are and getting the millions of dollars, what what would you recommend to them um, in order to get your, your your marketing engine starting to rev? Is it is it getting the right people in place? Is it finding you know the right um, people to um, to manage or direct, and then find the supporting roles? How do you kind of how how do you do that? How do you yeah, find so the right I, people? I mean, I think in a year I'll have a better answer because we're just now kind of getting a marketing team in place. Uh, but I mean, essentially, so the way that I operate is I love to test something, get feedback data around it before I really, you know, dive in. So I am kind of hesitant hiring marketing folks when I don't have experience. Again, you know, um, I just turned 25. Like, I don't have the experience working with high class marketing folks. And so, basically, what we've done in the past is hey, we have this guy that is an account manager, but he has a lot of interest working on the marketing team. Or, you know, this girl is killing it writing Amazon listings for us, uh, but she wants to get started on the marketing side. And so, basically, we, we give people an inch, see how they perform. You know, then we give them a couple of feet, see how they perform. And then we allow them to like organically grow into these positions. So that's kind of, and, and the, another big benefit to this is, we're, so we're bootstrapped as a company. We've never raised any money. And so we, you know, every decision that we make, we want it to be profitable. And essentially what that looks like is, hey, you know, this guy who's an account manager, we know he's making money for us here. And so if he versus, you know, paying a salary for some marketing person to start producing content. And then we see, you know, the results that that drives, we're able to leverage this guy that we already have, you know, making money um, off of like his salary, let's say, start to prove out this other opportunity. Now we know, okay, we can make money by doing this. And we can make money by having this account manager. Therefore, we can justify hiring someone for that full-time position. Or we can move this guy all the way into the marketing position and then hire to that account manager to replace him. So basically, everything is so evolutionary versus us taking these chances. 
because again, we want to maximize revenue or we want to maximize, you know, our, our spending power at any given time. So we, we try everything or we, in, we've inched into everything. Only recently have we now started to have, you know, the, the margin or, or the excess cash flow to really warrant, okay, we can spend a bit more money trying this. We can spend a bit more money trying this, but yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's, a, that's a great, I think that my second question was, you know, how do you, how do people who are not as profitable than scaling, but you, I think you've answered that question of um, keeping everything, you know, how does it organically flow or and that kind of stuff rather than, you know, I need to immediately hire somebody unless it's like a critical need. Um, kind of yeah. flipping, you know, flipping the script here is we talked about the internal team. You know, how about we, I mean, you're, you're the product guy, you know, you're out there, you're, you're doing testing on product, um, talking to customers, building that stuff out. How has, you know, listening to customers feedback or what metrics do you use in order to um, provide um, great customer service in order to send that over to the marketing team? So this is not something that we're very good about. So we just hired a director of marketing and he's, you know, this is his first week actually. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm continuing to make sure that he's not overwhelmed because there's so much that we don't have in place that, you know, we, we probably should, for example, this. So the way that we, I mean, the way that we've operated from me as a product person, understanding what do we need to be making and how do we need to be, you know, shaping our product and how does this feedback shape our product roadmap? So something that, again, my personality is such that I don't necessarily operate on facts. So and again, I don't know if this is the right answer. I, I think, you know, five years down the road when I've sold buyer launch or whatever has happened, then I can look back and reflect on here are the things that I did and did not do correctly. Um, but anyways, so what's wor been working for us so well so far is simply, you know, I'm, I'm all about context. And so I think that for the most part, if you give someone enough context, you know, the same kind of perspective on something as yourself, then they will only make the right decision. And so what I'm so focused on uh, with customer service, interacting with clients, you know, I spend a lot of time reading through Facebook groups to see how clients are talking. I spend a decent amount of time, you know, talking to these clients, whether that be at conferences, in Facebook messages, uh, text, like over the phone. I really want to have the perspective and the context that these sellers have. So I will only make what these guys want, right? So like, and the, the amazing like crossroads here is that I understand what these guys want. And then I also understand the tech side. So I know how to, you know, bring these two things together versus, you know, if I see sellers then try to go into software and they don't have the experience. They don't know how to let, you know, lead an engineering team to put these things together. I, I think as, as marketers, as product people, customer service people, it's really our job to not listen to the customers, but listen to the customers such that you are getting the same perspective on, on life, on, on whatever, you know, your subject matter is so that you will only make the decisions that they would make. If, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It's not listening to each individual customer and listening to them at an aggregate level to make sure that all the, the, that a massive product change or a product change benefits the majority. Yep, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was actually just reading about that the other day. It was kind of like, don't listen to the individual, you know, comments and listen to the individual comments. And what's what's the what's the thread um, that's commonality between all of them? And that's and I think you just kind of summed it up with and I'm like looking forward to like re-interviewing you um, six months to a year too. that. I want to see, you know, what you have learned um, hiring, you know, certain people. Um, for the marketing side and how that transition from customer success and product transitions over to marketing in order to scale that. That would be an impressive little story right there to see <laughs> where that is. Yeah, I, so, I appreciate it. I, I mean, that's what I'm so passionate about here at Viral Launch is just my opportunity to learn how to grow and scale a, a tech business. Awesome. So we're, we're on the part of the story where there's a, I mean, I asked a lot of questions, dove a little deeper. Um, you know, what people have probably have seen, have not seen. Um, but, you know, I want to know a little bit of, you know, some, we have a section that um, we filled out with uh, an offline background. Um, can you kind of tell a little bit of story about um, how Viral Launched helped a, a beauty brand back in um, June of, you know, 2015? Um, I think it's in a very impressive story. If you can, um, little, if you can tell that story. Yeah. Yeah. So, Basically, okay, so we all know how big Amazon is, right? Over 62% of U.S. households have a Prime subscription. Over between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, Amazon took 89% of online sales. The, they are the largest e-commerce platform. They, they, in 2017, they did 43% of e-commerce sales. Second place, eBay, 6.8%. Tied for third place, Walmart and Amazon with, uh, or sorry, Walmart and Apple with 3.6%. So the disparity is insane. This, this Amazon is so large and they are growing significantly. And essentially what we've been able to do with all of our data, we've run over 30,000 product launches, worked with over 7,000 brands now. And we have the data and the experience to know exactly, you know, how to dominate any market. So We've had plenty of products that are the number one bestseller in beauty. Um, and this particular client is one of our top case studies. And essentially, they launched their brand. They had had zero dollars in sales ever, not only on Amazon, but you know, in retail, they had never been there. And we helped take them um, from just launching to they did 36 million their first full calendar year, which was uh, 2016. This year, they increased by another 40%. And what we were able to do for these guys, again, the market is so ripe. And we were able to, um, basically, we, from a strategic level, got in. We wrote every single one of their listings. We were even helping to get them extra capital so that we could continue to help them scale. Uh, so we were writing uh, to the banks on their behalf. We helped drive keyword ranking for every one of their products. We put the systems in place to drive reviews. And uh, yeah, we, I mean, we just went super hard. And there's so much opportunity on Amazon. Um, so, so this particular brand, they're usually uh, either the top three or top five beauty brands on Amazon, which is uh, pretty insane. So bigger than L'Oreal, bigger than Olay. Um, and I, I guess we've just been put in such a, you know amazing position to really understand what are these success levers on Amazon and we just know exactly how to pull them. And it's really a pay to play strategy. So, you know, the, this client is making us look good because they had the capital to really invest in the business. 
to drive these kinds of sales. But I mean, it's paid off for them like crazy. They have three other accounts across those four accounts. In 2016, they did just under 100 million. In 2017, they did a decent amount over 100 million. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about all of that. That's an awesome story. I mean, you're you're taking, you know, the low-hanging fruit of, you know, what Amazon's doing and you're just maximizing and helping the client as much as possible. I mean, that's just a great marketing story right there. Is that you don't have to buy into, you know, all the channels, everything else. You just find the right customers, help them out, maximize on a platform that's already proving success and people are already shopping there. So, man, that... That kind of blows my mind, like 89%, over 89% on Amazon. I wouldn't, I mean, I knew that was high, but I didn't know it was that high. I know, I know. Me, uh, me neither. So actually, over the last four years, they've been between 88 and 89% of e-com sales. Uh, through, wow. through that Thanksgiving to Christmas period. I'm surprised people don't, I, I'm, that's my, that's the shock is I'm surprised people don't, Push more on Amazon. I actually just read a VP of marketing um, here around the Indianapolis area, the agency. He's like, I went to like three different stores um, and couldn't find what I want. And I went on to Amazon in 15 minutes. I found all the stuff and I ordered it and I ordered it for next day. <laughs> and yeah, man. With that and combining with mobile, I mean, if you can't find it, I mean, I think that's what it's, it's transitioning to. I mean, what, what's your perspective on transitioning from almost store loyalty because Google's been talking about this with, with mobile apps and, and store loyalty of doing like shopping ads. And it's kind of almost flipping where people are not loyal to the stores if they don't have the products in stock. So then they just, their loyalty is to, is to Amazon. And, and, and in that the loyalty to the sellers in Amazon. Right. And I mean, not, not only that, but, okay, you're busy. And so do you run to Target to go pick up that, you know, whatever, or do you just order it on Amazon? And depending on where you live, I mean, you can get the, these products for in within two hours, some within one hour, depending on where you live. And if you want to pay the extra fee, but a lot of products are free two hour shipping sometimes. So you also get it for a cheaper price. So versus, you know, especially if you're that single parent, that single mom and that single dad. And do you want to get the kids ready, get them in the car so that you can go to Target to pick something up that you can just order that's cheaper uh, and have it delivered right to your house? I mean, the convenience factor, I think, is is kind of underrated here. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what Kroger was doing with the click list shopping and that kind of stuff, too. I mean, Amazon's playing into that with their their grocery stores, and they just launched that a couple in a couple of weeks ago, one of their uh, the prime markets over in California, and people were lined up just to go there because yep. I mean it's it's just another it's it's it almost reminds me of like the McDonald's ads when they just open up McDonald's in a new location like fifty sixty years ago where people would just flock to that because it was something new or the yeah. or you know ten years ago or eleven years ago with the uh, the iPhone and that kind of stuff. But I think what's going to make or break, you know, with Amazon, if you want to disagree, agree or disagree is they have to keep up with what customers are actually, you know, utilizing. You saw that, um, probably saw the ad, you know, um, for the Samsung phone where the guy was, you know, using the iPhone, not enough data, dropped it in the lake with his girlfriend. His girlfriend had like a waterproof 
you know, Samsung phone note, whatever it was. And the whole story was, is that the iPhone is just not to the capability of like Android phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So awesome convo, man. Um, so Casey, we're, we're at the stage right now is that we, um, I want the listeners to know a little bit more about you. So we know that you're the co-founder and CEO of Viral Watch. I mean, that's what you're, that's what you do, <laughs> but you know, what do you do creatively um, to bring back and work and from life that you just you just love to do and you just bring back that bring that back to fire and wash to succeed? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I pretty much spend you know eighty five to ninety five percent of my waking moments at work. You know, so, some days like. Uh, yeah, I pretty much just go home, I eat, I spend an hour with my wife. And then I usually, you know, hop right back on my laptop till I go to bed, wake up and then do it all over again. Um, my, my guilty pleasure is going to the movie theater. Uh, so I just love the, I, I love movies, but I also just love the experience and sharing that experience with other people might sound weird, but like, everybody's usually in a good mood and happy and excited to be at the movies. And so I just love like, enjoying a movie with that 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 air of enthusiasm and everything going on so that's my guilty pleasure but really i mean i spend i try to spend every bit of free time like reading so i love reading you know a ton of articles i think that these help to you know spur ideas and yeah uh that's that's pretty much it i'm kind of a boring guy just work and maybe go to the movies like once uh once or twice a week Hey, you're you're a movie buff like me, man. So no worries on that. that. That's that's not that's not boring. That's just taking your your mind off of work and um, being around people. I think that's kind of the biggest thing. Is you you see how mass communication or mass consumption goes in movie theaters. Um, it's just easy to see all walks of life that can walk into a movie theater and enjoy a movie, just like all walks of life can go into Amazon and enjoy a product or finding products. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like so, that. So, so I mean, the third part, of, you know, the third question I always ask, you know, everybody is, you know, what do you do health wise? Um, I've had some people, you know, tell me I drink a glass of water right before I wake up, or I have to go run, or and then you hear like top, you know, you know, really successful people like Zuckerberg or other people, you know, say I not only read but I I exercise or I run. You know, what do you do to kind of, you know, keep Keep sane, I think, <laughs> if you're working um, 90 to 95% of your, your life right now. Yeah, yeah, so this is something I'm actually really struggling in. I'm at my le- so I ran track in college, you know, the really fit, all of this stuff. Like, I'm at my least healthy time right now. I struggle to remember to eat. I didn't eat lunch today. I went to the restaurant, but I just got tired of waiting, so I just left because I had a lot to do. Um, so, like... Uh, I'm really not very healthy. I, I haven't been eating very much. You know, last night I was up till two thirty. Uh, this is, this is something I'm really trying to work on. I just hired an EA, and I'm hoping that that helps me to get my life in order a bit, and uh, I can I can uh, take care of my health a little better. Well, I think that's the first first healthy step is is hiring someone to help you out. <laughs> so you yeah. can enjoy life a little bit more. Um, <laughs> So I'm I, I, at the end of this, I, I, you know, what are a few key points, you know, and thank you for sharing about you and that kind of stuff, but going back to viral launch and, and what you're learning lessons from just not, 
you know, not only the company, but learning lessons about yourself, what are like two, you know, two or three things that you want to tell people, you know, either when they're starting a company or they're marketing a company or they're doing customer success or product, what are the two big, two or three big things that you've learned, you know, so far in the first four years of Viral Watch? Yeah. So one would be if you truly genuinely care about people, I, I think you'll go a lot further uh, or it will at least go a lot further with your customers. I think that's one major advantage that we have is pretty much everybody on the team like actually genuinely cares about people. And that gets me really excited because uh, I just, you know, really, really care about people. Um, so again, make sure you're focused on the customer. And, you know, it's so easy. I, I've seen this happen far too much over the last year, year and a half is people, you know, you, you give an inch in terms of something uh, like how, mora- uh, how moral is this, right? You give an inch and then, you know, the line just goes a little bit further. And then, and then you know, that line that you're not supposed to cross goes a little further and then a little further. And next thing you know, like, whoa, you, you've, you've really crossed the line that you, all of these lines that you never would have expected. And you're not doing the things that you, you know, <laughs> you, you should be doing essentially. So that would be one. Um, in, in terms of like, bootstrapping and everything like that. Uh, I mean, I, I think you really have to focus on the 80-20 rule. So all the time we're putting out new products, new software, and you know it's not as bug-free as we would like it to be. Um, but because we do that, because we, I don't, we sacrifice in some areas, it has allowed us to move so much faster and in the aggregate, we're helping like thousands and thousands of people more than if we were focused on making sure there were absolutely zero bugs and everything was perfect with every product release. So if you like, you just have to be so focused on moving fast and you always have to be doing, you know, it's like this chess game of what am I willing to sacrifice? I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, my, my rook so that I can, you know, put you in checkmate. I don't know. You just really have to be willing to sacrifice, not focus on perfection. Um, so that's something I'm always battling the team with is, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then as a third, uh, I, I, I guess like, again, kind of goes back to how you treat customers, but I, I see too many people again in the, uh, especially like the CEOs or or higher up people, founders, whatever. Like I, I see people sacrifice again, like that morale for the dollar. Uh, and so I think it can be easy to get caught up in yourself or or in your own ideas. And I think it's really important to, especially if you have a team, focus on being that leader and you know going into work when everybody else does, or early, or leaving when everybody else does, or later. And yeah, you know, like I, I care so much about my team and I just want to make sure that they absolutely love their job here at Viral Lunch, love working at Viral Lunch, love our mission. And they feel like they have an opportunity to grow in their career. Like I'm so focused on that. And it has helped us so much. And we've seen people come in and apply for leadership positions. And, you know, I, we just really don't feel like some of these people are leaders, maybe because they've had a ton of success. They are bosses. So they will tell people what to do, but not, you know, go through it with them. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's very easy to lose sight of that, especially as, you know, your time, your time has higher demand on it. And I don't know, you're, you've become more successful. Like, yeah. It, yeah. 
Occasionally, that's, I mean, that, that's awesome. I mean, you, you're practicing what you're preaching. You're going in and, I mean, I, yeah, I understand the whole leadership versus boss thing. Like, it, you have to be, in order to be a leader, you have to be a doer and someone who can lead, too. And I totally, I totally get it. Like, when you said that, like, I totally get it when you're trying to find the, make the right hires. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so that wraps up this episode. Um, Casey, thanks for so much for being on um, and sharing your, your wisdom with Viral Launch. I'm looking to see if we can interview, you know, in six months to a year and see, you know, how things have changed, what, you know, lessons that you have learned um, to share, you know, with the audience, because I'm sure that everybody kind of goes through the same struggles. It's just the differences in the details. So I appreciate you being on. No, man, I appreciate it. And I'd love to share, you know, I really, like I said, am excited to learn and share those learnings. Well, thanks very much. Uh, Converge coffee drinkers, hope you enjoyed this episode.